0: Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy. <laughs>
1: Ugh, I hate it.
0: <laughs> I'm trying to kill the introduction part of our show.
1: Welcome back to You've Got a Minute. I don't think I introduced the topic of the podcast last episode. You
0: didn't, and I was thrilled. Oh, That's okay. We've no, got a lot no, to talk no, about. No, no,
1: no. This is the minute-by-minute review podcast for the 1998 film You've Got Mail, starring Tom Hanks and Meg Ryan. We go through minute-by-minute and turn over every stone.
0: Sometimes we play fun games, like what does the Statue of Liberty look like?
1: That wasn't even fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) For one of us, it was.
1: So, quick recap.
0: We are back in the shop around the corner. They are reacting to the fact that the Fox Books has opened. And we've determined that uh, there's like no business happening in the shop around the corner
1: yeah they're definitely operating as you will see from an open sign on the door in this minute and there's no child to be seen in the shop around the corner
0: it's like the chuck e cheese that i drove past today and i was like boy COVID has hit this place hard
1: charles charles entertainment Entertainment cheese Cheese
0: entertainment is having a tough time did you guys know that the, the chuck e cheese business Is referred to its CEC Entertainment, which means Charles Entertainment Cheese Entertainment. Here's a fun bit of trivia for you. Anyway, what were we talking about?
1: We're talking about the fact that Kathleen is maybe also falling on hard times, but is not willfully ignorant. She's just choosing to remain the faithful optimist that she is. Who is not optimistic though is my fave. 1998, Daria. You know what? Daria was also happening in 1998, so just... Live-action Daria. Live-action Daria. Oh, my God. I really hope someone has made a trailer with Christina as if it's Daria. Anyway.
0: No one is. No one on YouTube is recutting You've Got Mail.
1: Listen, if there are people who make entire channels about ant colonies, someone has done it, maybe it's future me.
0: Maybe. Either
1: way, Christina says... What if we have to fold? I'm never gonna find another part-time job and then I'm not gonna be able to pay my rent and I'm gonna have to move to Brooklyn.
0: Her face when she says that, like, do you know what that will do to me if I have to move to Brooklyn?
1: Okay, so something else I wanna see on YouTube is an essay, a video essay about media about New York from 1997 to, like, 2004, because something that happens in Sex in the City, spoilers, Miranda eventually moves to Brooklyn, and the whole cast is just like, oh my god, why? What are you doing? And it's like, that is where you next move when Manhattan is no longer a sustainable place for you to live and put down roots.
0: I mean, it's one of the places you move.
1: Well, it was at that time the next up-and-coming thing.
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah, but Christina's not saying it's up and coming. She's no, saying it's, it's
1: still like a shithole in her mind.
0: I I wondered if it's because it's a shithole or just because it's so far away. Because they are on the upper west side of Manhattan, and and Brooklyn is. Lower east of New York.
1: You have to wonder where she goes to school and if that will
0: become an issue. I think the commute is going to be the big problem for her, yeah.
1: Either way, we're getting really deep into Christina Cannon when...
0: George starts teasing her. George Papas
1: comes in for the comedic relief.
0: I love George here. He says, ah, the joy of rent control, which we also know about from Friends. Yep. Yeah. He says he has a six-bedroom apartment for $450 a month.
1: Now, hold on, Eli. He says it like... $450 $450 a month. Six
0: bedrooms, 450 a month. It's like he's Matthew McConaughey talking about high school girls, but he's talking about rooms in a New York apartment.
1: You talk about this situation as if George, on his part-time salary, just lives in this luxurious place alone. I'm sure he lives with, like, ten roommates and a thousand cockroaches.
0: No, it's just George in six rooms. <laughs> That's my headcanon.
1: All at the same time.
0: Yeah, how does he do it? uh so george says this and it really offends christina who is already clearly in a very vulnerable place
1: yeah and i don't want us to just like quotable this whole minute but it's so good she's like how could you bring this up at a time like this this is like when people brag because they're tall (laughs) which you really have to do some like puzzling there to put that together but it's like she can't help it that her rent is not rent controlled
0: yeah yeah it's like he's bragging about something that he didn't Earn or he didn't make happen. He just got it. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, it's wonderful because it, it says something about her. Like that's clearly a thought she's had before. Again, this goes back to the thing that we haven't talked about much recently. But very early on in the movie, we were talking about how lived in this world feels and how mm-hmm. fleshed out all of these characters are. And I love that Christina has a vendetta against people who brag about being tall. <laughs>
1: when she does not seem to be the smallest woman she's
0: standing next to meg ryan
1: Ah, uh, yes
0: uh we also in this moment learn that george has no conflict resolution skills <laughs> <laughs> because she's she's like how could you bring this up and he's like hey come on and then she cuts him off and when she finishes her thing about being tall he's like whoa and he puts his hands up like don't shoot me and then he's like,
1: And says nothing until- Until
0: my fa- You've asked me many times what my favorite line in the movie is. So
1: let me pause you, Eli. I'm going to give you some space. If you were going to have a You've Got Mail t-shirt, what would it say? I'm so
0: glad you asked. I'm so glad we've spent however many episodes of this trying to decide what our You've Got Mail t-shirts would be. Because this is mine. It is George saying- This place is a tomb. I'm going to the nut shop where it's fun. And then he just pieces the fuck out.
1: And sadly for you, I think the last mention of the sh- nut shop is piecing out as well. I think that's it.
0: It's the only mention of the nut shop. That's why No,
1: I, no, we get the visual gag yeah, yeah, yeah. in the beginning. It's
0: not even a gag. That's the thing. We see the nut shop in the beginning of this movie and you're just like, oh, this is just a montage. But later on we learn this is, this is George's favorite place to go when he flakes off from work is the nut shop.
1: <laughs> Speaking of flaking off, he just walks out. And And Kathleen is like, George,
0: George. This is a really funny thing that you and I had not noticed before. So
1: let me pause you. I have to say that about this whole minute. Like, I worry if I tried to recount the movie, this scene would be left out. And it's so good. I was very, I was enjoying this minute so much watching it.
0: Yeah. So what happens here? we, We mentioned in the end of the last episode, I think, that Kathleen is hanging twinkly Christmas lights, just like the string lights that you put on your tree. Um she goes to chase after George cause she's like, wait a second, did he just leave? And she like rounds the corner to find him. She walks to the front door. Well she's holding the twinkly lights as she does, but they are wrapped around Christina like like something out of a cartoon. Mm-hmm. And she just drags her on a leash of Christmas lights that are also, I think, turned on.
1: It's yes, they're turned on. It's like when someone is trying to straighten out yarn and they wrap it around someone else's hands so you are attached until the yarn wrapping is done so these two are dragged with each other across the store as kathleen is looking for george
0: Man, that is the most weirdly specific example i
1: have a very vivid memory of like that happens in some movie or something or maybe it happened to me i don't know
0: <laughs> <laughs> you've blocked out your yarn trauma <laughs> so the minute ends with uh, Kathleen goes to the door to find George. She drags Christina with her. Another thing that we notice is that Christina is folding and cutting out paper snowflakes, it's which so is very cute. And very there's charming.
1: nutcrackers in the store. We've moved from scary stories to tell in the book to <laughs> the Winter Wonderland.
0: Yeah. Oh, shout out to the book Poppy by uh, Avi or Avi. I saw that on the shelf. That's another book I haven't noticed before, but I love that one. Uh, but they go to the door to find George. And when Kathleen looks out the window, she sees someone she recognizes. And she knocks on the window and says, Miranda, apparently she knows this person, Miranda. And we're going to find out more about her in the next minute.
1: That is where the minute ends.
0: Yeah, we, we will have to discover who this Miranda person is. And I have something to talk about with Miranda that we've referenced before.
1: Well, okay. I was about to make a joke about how it's okay that sleuths shut down because we've got our own personal mystery here with That's Miranda. Right. Who
0: is this person?
1: Who is she? Until next
0: time. Until next time.
1: Thank hey, hey,
0: you. We didn't even practice that.
1: That's what you get for being married for seven years. You can harmonize together. Thank you for listening to this episode of You've Got a Minute. You can find future episodes wherever you get your podcast. And hey, if you'd like to leave us a review, we would really appreciate that. If you'd like to say hi, our email is ygampodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, and we'll see you next episode.